Hello and welcome to Grace Life Sir Lowry's Pass. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Okay, so let's get into the Word. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you, Lord, for each and every person that is here. Thank you, Lord, that you speak to us, Lord. You speak to us through your Word. Thank you, Lord, that I know that the Word that you put on my heart, Lord, it is blessed. And it will minister to us this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We open up our hearts and our ears to receive in Jesus' name. May the Word cut to the heart. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We when when um, Stephen preached, some of them, some of the listeners, they were cut to the heart and they repented. Yeah. But others, they were cut to the heart and they wanted to stone him. So hopefully you don't want to stone me this morning. Amen. But may you be cut to the heart to, to truly Amen. receive from Jesus. And if change needs to take place, then let it be so. Amen. Last week, Philip shared from uh, Ephesians 4, verse 17 to 31, and he did an awesome job at it. Yes, amen. So thank you, Philip. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> amen, amen. But what stood out to me the most was from verse 21 to 24. So please open up your Bibles at Ephesians 4, verse 21 to 24. I believe that Philip shared much along the same lines that I am sharing this morning. And you might hear some repeat of what he said, but clearly that is what was on Jesus' heart. I mean, it's, it's always good to hear something twice in case you forgot or in, in case you didn't hear the first time. Amen. Okay, so let's see. Ephesians 4 verse 21 from the New Living Translation says, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. That's beautiful. Amen, amen. The King James Version puts it this way. King James, uh, Ephesians 4 verse 20 says, But you have not so learned Christ. Um, if indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him, Jesus, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off, put off, concerning your former conduct, your former conduct, the way you acted before, yeah. um, the old man, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed, this is important, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, Amen. of your mind, and that you put on the new, put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. Amen. <coughs> the King James Version talks about it, uh, talks about the new man and the old man. There, there is an old man. Yeah. The old you, and also myself, I also have an old man. And we looked at what this old man was like, okay? We find it right here in Ephesians, right here in Ephesians chapter 4, we saw that the old man, in the beginning, I think from verse 1, he talks about the old man, he's hopeless, I'm just going to, uh, I'm not going to read the scripture, I'm just going to sum it up for you. The old man is hopeless and confused, their minds are full of darkness and their hearts are hard and they have no sense of shame. From Ephesians 2, we saw that the old man is dead because of sin. Under the power of Satan, just following the desires of his spirit and the sinful nature. 
Okay, that is the old man. That is where we all came from. Okay? When we read Ephesians, we can see the fruit of that fallen nature. We can see the fruit. Because we had the old man, we see the fruit. You know the fruit of a tree? Like that is the image that he is creating, what I'm creating here. Like, okay, I'll, you know, I'm going to stick to my notes. <laughs> Okay, the fruit of the fallen nature. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. They are liars and deceivers. They are controlled by their emotions. They are dishonest and they steal. They are lazy. They are full of hatred, bitterness, anger, gossip, rage. Because of their hearts are full of these things because their hearts are full of these things it overflows out of their mouths and also it is expressed through their actions okay these are the character traits of the old nature and they do not belong to you amen. they do not belong to me anymore amen. to us amen we are now children of god we have put on christ we have put on christ we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Those things that we read now, it doesn't belong to us anymore. Amen. It is not who we are. We should not find these things in a Christian's life. Okay? I don't mean to make us all depressed this morning, but because the good news is, the good news is that Jesus saved us from all of that. Amen. Amen. He has empowered us and transformed us by giving us a new spirit. He has filled us with Himself. Okay, so I want you to, to, really, to really let this sink in. All of those bad things that I read, it is not you. It is not me anymore. Okay, that is part of the past. Alright? Ezekiel, Ezekiel 36 verse 26, we find a beautiful prophecy. Ezekiel 36, verse 26. It's beautiful. Ezekiel 36, verse 26 says, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Isn't that beautiful? And Jesus fulfilled this prophecy. It is done. This is now who you are. When you believe the gospel, God came and He removed the old heart of stone. You became alive. You have become one with Him. You are no longer filled with darkness, but now, since we believe, we are filled with light and life. I don't think we realize what we have been given. How tremendously blessed we are. Huh? Think about it, guys. We are one with God. <laughs> you are no longer your old self. I am no longer my old self. Say that. I am no longer my old self. Believe it. A new spirit he has put within you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? This is the truth, guys. I'm not lying to you. This is what the word said. We need to believe this. A new spirit he has put within you. A heart of flesh. Listen to this verse in Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5 verse 8 says, Ephesians 5 verse 8 I'll give you a chance to go there. Ephesians 5, verse 8. <clears throat> okay. For once, once you were full of darkness. But now, but now, you have light from the Lord. Huh? So live as people of light. Live as people of light. 
For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. That's beautiful. You are full of light. Say that. I am full of light. I am full of light. And believe it. Amen. Like I said at the beginning of, of the series, Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesians to show and remind them of their identity as believers. Okay? Once they were heathen, once they were pagan idol worshippers, but now that has changed. Now they are different. Okay? Now they are a part of God's family. They are new creations. And this is true about each of us as well. In this letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesians, one of his main goals, his main reasons of writing this letter was to shift their focus. Yeah. Okay? Because we need to remember who these people were. They were idol worshippers. They were not Jewish people. They weren't worshipping God. Okay? They were worshipping dead statues. Using those statues as excuses for sin. Okay? You don't want to imagine the, what idol worship was. Okay? But now, Paul wrote this letter to change their focus. He told them, you have believed. Now, now, now this is who you are. Believe this now. Forget about your past. Believe this. He wanted to shift their focus from who they were to who they are now. And this is what we need to do as well. Okay? What we focus on is drastically important. Drastically important. Very, very important. Paul prays for the Ephesians in chapter 1 and chapter 3. And he focuses, the focus, is, the focus of his prayers is understanding. Understanding, okay? This is the focus of his prayers. Understanding of what we have in Christ. Write that down. Paul prays that we understand what we have in Christ. Because it's, it's, <laughs> it's crucial. It's very important. What is baie, baie belangrik? Levensbelangrik. What Jesus has done for us. Okay? What, what we have in Christ and what Jesus has done for us. Understanding His power in and through us. Understanding His love for us. It's all about Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Ephesians 1 verse 17. We're quickly going to just read those, those verses. I just pulled out some main points from those prayers that he prayed. Ephesians 1 verse 17 says, Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight. Spiritual wisdom and insight. So that you might grow in your knowledge of God. You can't understand these truths without the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank goodness we have the Holy Spirit. Yes, amen. These truths of who we are in Jesus and who He has made us to be. We can't understand it without, without, without the help of the Holy Spirit. If we didn't have the Holy Spirit, this would be foolishness to us. Yeah. Verse 19. I also pray that you will understand, this Ephesians 1.19, I pray that you will understand, understand the incredible greatness, the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe Him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. He wants us to understand the power of God at work in us. Ephesians, Ephesians 3 verse 16 is the other prayer that Paul prays for the Ephesians. Ephesians 3 verse 16. I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you. He will give you strength. Empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. If you feel hopeless, like I said this morning, if you don't know where to go, what does this scripture say? He will empower you with His strength through His Spirit. You just need to go to Him. You just need to spend time with Him. 
verse 18, Ephesians 3:18 says, And may you have the power to understand, once again, understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. Amen? Amen. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So this is what Paul prays for. Paul is directing them to Jesus. And remember his prayers is about understanding. Understanding. Okay? What we already have. <clears throat> he does not ask God to do anything new. He shows them what God has already done for them. Okay? Already done for them. And then he prays that they will get understanding of that. Okay? This is important to remember, so keep it in the back of your minds. This understanding. Okay? Paul writes the letter to the Ephesians and he gives it a certain structure. Okay? First, he focuses on what we need to believe. And then in chapters, oh, that is in uh, the first three chapters, he tells us who we are now. The first three chapters, okay? One, two, and three. And then in chapters four, five, and six, he focuses more on practical living. Okay? If you go to your, to your home and you read through Ephesians, you can easily do it in an hour. Realize this. In the first three, three chapters, he shows us who you are now. And then he shows us how we need to live now because of who we are okay Paul does it that way because he knows that actions follow heart beliefs actions follow heart beliefs Paul knew he could not just tell them how to stop sinning he couldn't just tell them stop that okay because it wouldn't help anything it wouldn't help it will just make things worse the strength of sin is the law. Okay? So, telling someone, Hey man, stop that. Hope die, do what you do. It's not going to work. It's not going to work because there's no change of heart. Amen? Because heart are, uh, actions follow heart beliefs. Let's say that together. Actions follow heart beliefs. Okay? The things people do right and wrong is what we see with our eyes. Ne? And because we see it, that is what we focus on first. Okay? And we want to fix the problem. We want them to change. We want them to succeed. We want life for them. We want them to, to, to flourish and to, to live. Ne? Because we love people. I'm sure you have loved ones that are busy with things that you know it leads to destruction. Eh? But telling them, stop that, stop this, that's not how we do it, okay? Because actions follow hard beliefs. So what do we do? We pray for them, definitely, very good. But we also share the gospel, we share this with them. We tell them who they are, who God has made them to be. What is possible, amen? Actions follow heart beliefs. Let's go back to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4 verse 21. Since you have heard. Ephesians 4 21. Since you have heard about Jesus. And have learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit, this is key, this is key, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Okay. So, First he says, throw off your old sinful nature. And then he says, put on your new nature, right? Mm. 
But what is there in between in verse 23? What does he say? He gives us a little clue of how to do that. Yes. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Here in Ephesians and also in a few other places, Paul makes a really interesting comparison. He says in Ephesians 4, throw off or put off the old man and put on the new man. He creates a picture of someone taking off old and dirty clothes and putting on something new. Okay, that is the picture. And the picture is of renewing your mind. Okay. We can't put on Christ in the sense that we are now believers and then we take him off again now we're unbelievers. Mm. That is not what he is talking about. Yeah. The putting off and the putting on is happening in our minds. Okay. Amen. Firstly, earlier in Ephesians, Paul showed them what they have become. Now, they, now that they believe in Jesus. He did that in Ephesians 1, 2 and 3. Like I said earlier, you have every spiritual blessing. I'm going to read this because it's a lot. Okay. Um, you have every spiritual blessing. You are loved and chosen by God. You are blameless and holy. Each of these things are things that we should meditate about. Because you can meditate for a long time about each and every one of those things. And each, of one, and each and every one of these things really need to sink down from our heads to our hearts. Okay? Um, you, where are we? You have every spiritual blessing. You are loved and chosen by God. You are blameless and holy. You are adopted into His family. You are bought by the precious blood of Jesus. To God you are priceless. You are now free from the power of the enemy. You are forgiven of all your sin. You have been made God's own possession. You have the Holy Spirit. You have been raised from the dead. And you are seated in heavenly places with Christ. You have become one with God. You are close to Him. Always. And forever, you have become members of God's family. You are a holy temple that God likes to call home sweet home. He has given you purpose. And you have a glorious destiny. Isn't that awesome? Amen. This is who we are. That's beautiful. That's that's wonderful. That is what it is to be a child of God. But these truths, they're not going to mean anything to you if you just listen to it and you let it pass and you forget about it. You need to meditate on them. All of this is true of you because you have not worked for it. What have you done? You believed. You believed the gospel. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> You believe the good news that Jesus, the Son of God, died for you and rose from the dead after three days. It is true of you even if you don't feel like it is true. It is true of you when you make mistakes and sin. Even then it is true. Huh? It is true of you even if you don't feel like it. It is true... Um, when people point at you and show out your mistakes, when they remind you of your past, it's true always, because the Word says so. Amen? How awesome is that? Nothing can take away who you are in Christ. Nothing can take it away. Jesus says somewhere else that nothing can uh, steal us from the hands of the Father. Amen? I'm paraphrasing. Nothing can, can, can take you out of God's hands. If you have believed the gospel, you are saved for eternity. And you have been transformed. Huh? <laughs> this is wonderful. I hope, I hope it comes home to you. Amen. 
Let me tell you, these truths change my life. I want your lives to be changed as well. Amen? Amen. I can testify that the truth sets you free. Amen. The truth really, really sets you free. Amen? It is good. God is good. We didn't deserve it. But He came and He did it. Amen? Amen. Uh, Galatians 3 verse 26. Galatians 3 verse 26 says, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So simple, so pure, huh? so easy to understand. Amen. You are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ. Put on Christ. Like putting on new clothes. There we see the same kind of picture that is, is, is using the, the picture of clothing. Eh? Remember the word baptism here means to be immersed. Completely covered. Okay? It doesn't it is not directly talking about um, if you are baptized in water, then you are saved. Okay, you all know that. I know. Just want to clarify. Baptism, it points to being immersed under the water, completely covered. This verse is talking about being born again. A true change really did happen. The Word of God says so. On the day you were born again, a lot of things changed about you. A lot of things changed. But your way of thinking probably didn't change. If you like chocolate before you were born again, you still like chocolate after you were born again. Amen? Because it's how you think. Okay? Amen. This is why the scriptures tell us to put off the old and to put on the new. Okay? How do we do this? <clears throat> Remember what Paul prayed for? Yeah. Understanding and revelation. The putting off and the putting on happens in your thinking. Okay? Amen. In your mind. In your mind. <laughs> in your mind. That is where it happens. Yeah. In the spirit, we are fully clothed with Christ. In the spirit, we are fully clothed with Christ. Body, soul, spirit. We need to remember. Eh? But in our thinking, we need to change our clothes. In our thinking, we need to put off and put on. Okay. Yes. Right here, between putting off and putting on, Paul gives us a clue of what he means. I think I explained this earlier. Ephesians 4 verse 23 says, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Amen. The King James Version says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that is the better translation because we need to renew our minds. Yes. We need to renew our minds. But we do that in relationship with God. With the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Romans 12 verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The definition of the word renew is renovation, to renovate, okay? What do we do when we renovate someplace? Emily, you probably know because you renovated that classroom in the last month, I think. First, we break out. Mm. Eh? Emily, what, what did you have to do? I had to break off the old floor. The old floor had to yes. come out. out. Yes, and then put new cement floor mixed with and Exactly. So we take out the old, that which is rotten. You take out the lies, the misconceptions, the wrong understandings, and then you put in the new. Amen? Amen. Amen. Renovate. We renovate our thinking. Okay. Let's look at Romans 13. Romans 13 verse 12.
Romans 13 verse 12 says, The night is almost gone. I'm reading first from the New Living Translation. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. Okay, so this is after Jesus went back to the Father. Okay, so the day of salvation that I think he's talking about is the second coming of Christ. Okay, the day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds and like dirty clothes. Remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Because we belong to the day. We must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. That last sentence is key. Don't let yourself think about <clears throat> ways to indulge your evil desires okay Ooh. Romans 13 verse 12 in the New King James Version says the night is far spent the day is at hand therefore let us cast off the works of darkness let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light that's such a cool image let us walk properly as in the day not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And make no provision, make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Okay, here we hear again of putting off, removing the old, like dirty clothes and putting on what God has given us. The New King James or the King James Version says, Let us put on the armor of light. And in verse 14, it says, Clothe yourself with or put on the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we do this? King James Version says, Make no provision for the flesh. Mm. How do we make provision for something? You prepare for something. Okay? It means you prepare yourself for it. Example, if I want to go on a hiking trip, I first have to plan it, né? plan what I need to get, where I want to go, how much petrol do I need to get there. You plan, okay? And then you have to go to checkers and you have to go buy everything you need. Okay? <clears throat> so that is, that is what it means by making um, provision for it, okay? But here he is talking about um, wrong behavior, okay? Make no provision for the flesh. The New Living Translation said, Don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Okay? So firstly, that shows us that Christians also have evil desires. Okay? Because we are born again does not mean we will never struggle with behavior again, bad behavior again. Okay? But secondly, and more, more importantly, it shows us where evil evil behavior begins wrong behavior begins okay it begins where in our in our minds yes in our thinking that is why it is so important for us to take charge of what we think about okay i always say i heard it from somewhere else but i always think like think about what you are thinking of think about what you think about okay it's very important we cannot let just our let our minds just go, mm. no? because the flesh, there no good thing dwells there. Yeah. Where's that scripture? I'm sure there's a scripture that says that. Okay, it says in James that um, temptation and sin comes from man's evil desires. Okay, comes from the heart. Can you read it? For I know that in me, that, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing for to do, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would do, I do not, but the evil which I do, I do. Yeah. That's Romans 17 verse mm. In my flesh dwells no good thing, mm. 
talking about what we think about as well. Né? So we can't let our thoughts just run wild. We need to control our thoughts. Amen? Because that is where the problem begins. That is where wrong behavior begins. Okay? Amen. <clears throat> the most effective way is not to stop, not to think, not to sin. It is to think about the truth. Okay? It's the truth. Like, if I tell you, don't think about a pink elephant, then you immediately think about a pink elephant, and you visualize a pink elephant. Okay? But, so that is the same with sin. If you meditate on it, it's going to come. Okay? That is where your thoughts are going to go. But, <clears throat> we renew our minds with the truth. Okay? All those awesome truths from Ephesians 1, 2, and 3 that I spoke about earlier. When we fill our minds with the word, there will be very little space for anything else like guilt, shame, condemnation, evil thoughts, anything else. Fill, fill your thoughts Amen. with what is good. Amen? And that, that, that also connects to what we entertain ourselves with. Mm. No? That's... It's very important. It's very important. Yeah. yeah. Your eyes and what you entertain yourself, what you listen to, is very important. Because those things can easily come in and occupy your thoughts. Okay. I know I know that you know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Paul is creating a picture for us about renewing our minds. You take off and throw down the old thoughts and lies that and you believe the truth. This is very interesting. The word put on in the original language here is to sink into, sink into clothing. Put on, clothe oneself. Okay, that is the original definition of this word to sink into. What do you sink into? What does that make you think of? Another word that we discussed earlier. Sink into water, yes. Sink into water. That makes me think of the whole baptism picture. No? Sink into. And that is what happened when we believed. We sinked into, we sunk into Jesus. Amen. Kuli, can you come stand here, please? You? <laughs> so. The word, the word says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Do you confess that? That means she is a believer, okay? So then Jesus came and he clothed her and she sunk into his righteousness. The word talks about a robe of righteousness sink into. She is almost completely covered. Wow. <laughs> I should have actually brought my, like, my Vatimizana. <laughs> uh, that robe, what do you call it? A robe, yeah. Yeah. Like, like a calmer yes. A calmer yes. Then she would have been, a gown, yes. Then she would have been completely covered. Almost completely covered. Almost. She has sunk into, put on Christ. Amen. That is the truth about her. But now, in relationship, we renew our minds. We take off the old and we put on in our minds constantly the truth of what really now is. Amen? You can have a seat. You can yeah, have a seat. <laughs> Alright, so may that remind you. May that illustrate, illustration remind you of what we spoke about today. Okay? Sink into... That's beautiful. Okay, you can read Ephesians 4 and Colossians 3 together. In both chapters, Paul explains the same thing. In Colossians 3, he gives an even more detailed explanation. Okay, so Ephesians 4 and Colossians 3, you can go read next to each other. Okay. Uh, so I encourage you to go and do that when you're at home. 
I will just look at a couple of verses from Colossians 1, uh, Colossians 3 uh, now. Colossians 3 verse 1 says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ. You have been. If you believe, you have been raised to new life with Christ. Set your sights. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven. Amen. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ, like Kuli was hidden uh, with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all His glory. Since you have been, since you have been, it is past, no? it's past tense, that is true. You already are. Think about heavenly things. Your real life is your life in Christ. Set your sights, think on, okay? Colossians 3 verse 9. Colossians 3 verse 9. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature. You have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on, verse 10, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Wow. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator. That's talking about relationship. Know. You know someone. That's relationship. Know your Creator and become like Him. You have stripped off your old sinful nature. That means you aren't that old man any longer. The old you have died. Put on by renewing your mind. Renewing of our minds happen when we are in relationship with God. Our focus is on Him, getting to know Him, and our and in our, hmm? <laughs> and our behavior will become like His. Amen. Amen. Uh, you become like the people you spend time with. Amen. Spend time with God. You become like Him. Okay. You are already like Him in your spirit, but in your in your actions, in your way of thinking. Colossians three verse fourteen. Colossians 3 verse 14 says, Above all, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let, that's very important, let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Always be thankful. Also very important. Let, verse 16, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom He gives. Sing the psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Amen. Amen. Clothe yourself with love and always be thankful. Thankfulness is such an important part of renewing the mind and changing the way we think. We force ourselves to think about the good things that God has blessed us with. What is good? That is good, but we also need to learn to be thankful for the true realities that we have been blessed with in the Spirit by God. It's nice to be thankful for a warm belly, a warm bed and a full belly, a roof over our heads. But we need to start focusing on the eternal as well. Amen. Ephesians 1, 2 and 3. Okay. Those realities, those are eternal blessings that no one can take away from us. Once we truly believe those truths, I believe our lives will look radically different. To put on Christ is to let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your life. And I like also how how I, I highlighted the word let. How do we let? Let means you allow it. So it 
it, the, 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 the responsibility is on you. You let it. You renew your mind. Okay? You clothe yourself. Okay. Always be thankful. You need to choose to be thankful. It's not going to happen automatically. Come on. Okay. Luke 15 verse 20. And I'm finishing with this scripture. Luke 15 verse 20. Luke 15 verse 20 says, oh, it's talking about the prodigal son. Okay, the story of the prodigal son. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. He said to his, uh, he said, the son, his son said to him, father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. That's how we feel when we have sinned, amen. We feel unworthy. But, but, his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. You see the picture there? Put it on him the finest robe, get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. The first thing that the father did, or that the father gave the son, was a robe. His righteousness. Amen. He clothed his son. Amen? Amen. That's beautiful. Just, just close our eyes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for every spiritual blessing. Thank you, Lord, for transforming us, making us new. Thank you, Lord, for choosing us, making us your children. I really want to read again through all of those blessings that we have. Mm. Everything that we are and have become because of Jesus. And I want you to take it for yourself. See yourself. This is the truth about you. You have every spiritual blessing. God cannot give you anything more. You have everything. <clears throat> you are loved and chosen by God. What does that mean to you? That God loves you. How much more will He not take care of you? Amen. Amen. You are blameless and holy. You are not a sinner any longer. You are blameless and holy. You are not dirty. You are not unworthy. You do not have to receive any condemnation, guilt or shame. You are adopted into His family, bought by the precious blood of Jesus. To God, you are priceless. You are priceless. It doesn't matter what other people say about you. You are priceless to God. Amen. You are now free from the power of the enemy. You are not an addict anymore. Nothing has a hold on you. Nothing has power over you. Amen. 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 Believe this. You are free. You are free from the power of the enemy. <clears throat> you are forgiven of all your sin. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You have been made God's own possession. Hallelujah. He takes care of His possessions. Amen. He takes care of who, who he, of what He has. He will take care of you. You have the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit is the God's guarantee that you are His. It is His mark upon you. This child is mine. That is what God is saying over you this morning. You have been raised from the dead and you are seated in heavenly places with Christ. You have become one with God. You are close to Him. You are close to Him. You are not far away from Him. Don't listen to your emotions. Don't listen to how you feel. You are close to God. He is in you. You do not have to, to praise and fast and do this and that to enter His presence. You are there already. There's a beautiful picture in, um, I think, the story of the Last Supper where, where Jesus talks about who is going to betray Him. And one of the other disciples motioned to John. John was lying against Jesus' breast, against His chest. That is where you are. You are lying against Jesus' chest. That is how close you are to Him. There is no separation between you and God. Don't let the devil lie to you. You have become one with God. You are close to Him, always and forever. Always and forever. You have become members of God's family. Amen. A holy temple. That God calls home sweet home. God lives in you. You are worthy. He has made you worthy. He has given your life purpose. Your life is not meaningless. Amen? Amen. Your life has purpose. And you have a glorious destiny. You can find more of our free teachings on our website www.gracelife.ca And if you're ever in the Solaris Pass area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us, or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website www.gracelife.ca